Since you enjoy this show, I thought I'd throw out there another podcast you might like. It's a show about the intersection of design, technology, and the creative process. It's the Design Better podcast. And in each episode, hosts Eli Woolery and Aaron Walter bring you conversations with inspiring creative thinkers like John Cleese and David Sedaris, people who bring design and technology together like Tony Fadal, co-inventor of the iPhone and the iPod. So far, some standout episodes for me have been when they talk to John Cleese of Monty Python about creativity. That is one of my favorite topics and one of my favorite people. Then also one of my favorite musicians, Tycho, about his creative process. And they talk with Seth Godin about how creativity is an act of generosity. I've always been fascinated by design, the creativity behind it, the implementation of it, both to improve our lives from a functionality and user interface standpoint, also from an artful bringing beauty into the world approach. So whether you're a design curious person like me or a design pro, Design Better is a great listen that inspires and informs. Subscribe to the Design Better podcast at designbetterpodcast.com or in your favorite podcast app like the one you're using right now. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher. This is the show where I talk to the people behind the productivity. This week, I'm thrilled to bring back to the show, Jamie Masters. We had a great time the first time. This time was even more fun. As you'll be able to tell by listening to this high energy conversation that we had, we kicked off actually reviewing something that we talked about in the last episode she was on, which was this protocol she uses called the absolute yes. And you know, when you talk about productivity, you hear a lot of people talking about how important it is to say no to things. And I know that sounds kind of common sense and kind of a duh moment, but there's definitely something interesting to be said about being for stuff instead of just against everything. Not only that, but we get into talking about the flow state and getting into that as well as using it for things you don't really want to have to do, but you got to get done anyway. We talk about time tracking as well as nootropics. I'll get out of the way and just say, enjoy this conversation with Jamie Masters. This week, it is my privilege to welcome back to the show. It's been a long time. Welcome back, Jamie Masters. Thanks so much for having me back on. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's been way too long. Um, I don't know why. Yes, I do. You're busy. I'm busy. We're all busy. That does. That's no excuse. It's just I the reason. It's an excuse. That's exactly what it's I was going to say. It's a reason. Why don't you call Eric? What I'm so heck? sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I should have. I should have. Uh, I should have bumped it up higher on the priority <laughs> list. No, it's it's one of those things where it's like you you have kind of a natural rotation of people you bring in, and mm-hmm. you know you, it was just about time for you to come back. And in fact, I was glad that you know your assistant reached out and said, "Hey, Jamie's been on your show. Would love to have you." Come back on. And I'm like, ah, it's always an open invitation. So Aww. there you go. See? All right. So they liked me enough last time. You weren't just ignoring me and didn't want to have. Okay, good. No, 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 not at all. Not <laughs> at all. So um, I I actually went back. I took a glance real quick. I was like, I, I didn't. I, I'll be honest. I didn't go back and listen to the episode. But I, re, I there was there was always one thing that really stuck out from that episode. And it was this this thought or this concept, I should say, of absolute yes. And. Mm-hmm. I still love that concept. In fact, I want to just say, let's let's rehash that real quick here, because I think a lot of people, they understand the whole concept of you should say no 
to things and get better at saying no to things and and how to do that. But you take it one step further with that absolute yes. Big time. And what's so funny, just the other day, one of my clients actually sent me a poster because this was advice that I gave to him years ago, actually. And he made, he had an artist actually design a poster. I should send you an image of it that says, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And he gave it to me also. So now I can have it up on my wall also, see it in the face all the time because it is a great, great reminder. So I'll go through the little shtick on what this is because I've been told over and over and over again to say no. And I'm really bad at saying no. Just as a side note, I'm Mm -hmm. a people pleaser. I want to help everyone. Um, So I started saying maybe for a while, (laughs) like maybe, right? And then try and come back to people later because it was easier for me to say no that way. But to really create that line of divinity where you really know if you want to do it or not is the concept of the absolute yes or the hell yes, right? So usually you also know, usually in the first second, your gut reaction will tell you if it's a hell yes or not, right? But we have to listen to that. So you tell me, how did you start using it? Because if you really like that concept, I'm assuming you tested it out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, I mean, think about it this way. One of the, one of, what's one of the hardest things to have to decide? And this is such a simple decision, but it gets blown out of proportion in terms of how we decide what we're going to do. And, and, the, and this is what it is. It's when someone says, hey, where do you want to go and eat? Right. Like we get hung up on that. Like, oh, my gosh, how am I supposed to decide? I one, it's it's a factor of what do I feel like eating? What am I in the mood for? All of that Two, it's a who else is coming and what do they want? But let's just cut this out. Like, let's cut it back to just yourself, because that's what really where where the absolute yes comes in is. What are you craving? Like, what sounds good to you? And and you may not know it first, but you know it when someone says it. Like, if you're going through a list of, is it sushi? Is it yes. pizza? Is it whatever? It's it's a literal gut reaction that really <laughs> kind of solidified this for me was uh, at some point like, oh, and I'll give you the example. The even better example is I was going through this at one point with my son and I said, do you want this? And he's like, no. I'm like, do you want this? He's like, no. I was like, what about pizza? And his, he turns his head, he stands up, his eyes light up and he's like, yes, absolutely. I want pizza. And I'm like, so it's, it's, you go with your gut. It's one of those things where it's like, we're smarter than we think. We have great intuition most of the time if we trust ourselves. And it's, it's that idea. Like, I mean, to me right now, pizza, eh, I wouldn't care, really. And I don't know what I'm, uh, you know, I'm, again, I'm not hankering for anything right now. I've already eaten for the day. So like nutritionally, and there you go. Like my gut is telling me you don't need to eat. So if someone were to, were to ask me, what do you want to eat? I'd be like, I'm good. And I'm truthful. So anyway, long winded, but there you go. <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate that because to me, the nuance is actually understanding what you do want. And it, it's mm-hmm. so insane that we don't really know half the time. Even when I work with clients, it's like, what do you want? They're like, ah, like sitting with yourself. And this is also why I meditate, right? Sitting with yourself and actually letting the answers bubble up is hard. So when you have somebody to prompt you, like you were talking about, (laughs) this is what I love about being a coach or interviewer. You ask people questions and their head responds or their gut or whatever it is responds viscerally a lot of times, especially when it comes to pizza, right? With your, with your son, (laughs) Uh, but, but it responds. And so because you ask it a question, it responds. And so using that, and going and asking that question is a, is an absolute yes. Is it a hell yes? 
then we we can take it a little bit further and be like, okay, well, last time I knew a little bit more and it was this kind of feeling. Because to me, that's the biggest piece, starting to fine tune what you know that you want, right? Both in business, when we're prioritizing our to-do list and all that fun stuff, it really does matter how you're feeling about this stuff. Um, and the reason why I care so much about this, just as sort of a side note, is because how you feel about what you're doing also allows you to tap into flow, right? So if it's something yes. where you're like, oh my gosh, I so feel like writing right now, you can tap into flow way easier than if you're like, oh my gosh, staring at a blank screen right now makes me want to cry, right? So you can actually be more effective in what you're doing based on how you're feeling, which is, seems counterintuitive, but isn't. The problem is that we don't really know how we're feeling a lot of times. And so totally. it does make it even harder for us to guess at this stuff. Yeah, totally. Well, so you know what? Let's just jump there because people are like, what does she mean by flow? And also, they're also like, well, but I have work that has to get done no matter yes. how I feel. So what yep. the heck are you talking about? <laughs> Thanks, Jamie. I have to do this. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah. You can just grimace. That's fine. That works too. Uh, <laughs> let me Let me talk about the concept of flow. So- I work with a lot of high, effective entrepreneurs that are doing six, seven figures, and everybody always wants to get better, right? Uh, and there's a great book. There's one called uh, Stealing Fire. There's a whole bunch of other books like uh, The Rise of Superman that talk about the Flow Genome Project, and they do research studies on flow. It's by Jamie Wheel and Stephen Kotler. And they talk about how you can be 400% more effective in what you're doing if you feel like you're in flow. Now, don't get me wrong. We can't tap into flow for absolutely everything. I hate <laughs> dishes. I probably, I'm trying to meditate through it, but you know, I hate dishes. So I have a harder time getting into flow for stuff like that. But some of the ways that you can tap into that is when it is your strength, it is something that you actually feel like doing at the moment. That's one piece of it. Having no distractions. Also, I have a list of some of the things that you can do. And actually, I'll put a um, link on, a, we have a landing page for you of a whole bunch of videos about Great. flow, which go into a lot Perfect. deeper. Yeah. No opt-in required people. Just go ahead and Check it out there. Um, I actually did a whole uh, a speech at Chase Bank for their executives and their entrepreneurs and stuff like that about flow and, and how to tap into it a little bit better. Because people like me who have ADD, totally been diagnosed with ADD, have to try and use this concept of flow to get a little bit more into what I'm doing so I can actually laser in and focus better also. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the pieces of flow. When when we're dealing with small admin tasks, don't get me wrong, it is way harder, right? A lot of the things that we're talking about when, when it, it does come to tapping into flow is having to do with your strengths, having to do with um, creativity and stuff like that. Um, to me, when we have to do the stuff that we just have to do, I just batch that and be like, eh, I'm just going to time myself and get it done as fast as humanly possible because it sucks. And I still do stuff that sucks, don't get me wrong. But the goal is to start to, especially if you have a business, to start being able to delegate the stuff that sucks a little bit more, right? So you don't yep. have to actually be doing those things. So you can really be tapping into flow and using your strengths a lot more because that makes you happier as a human, but also a lot more effective in what you're doing. Well, so, and here's where, you know, your dishes hack would come in is delegate that to your kids. Oh, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, now get, don't get me wrong. That's not always an option. So you want to know my dishes hack Yes. for when I don't want to do them and I need to? My AirPods go in my ears and I start pl playing a podcast and then distractions are a helpful thing because I forget I'm doing the dishes. They yeah. just happen to get done while I'm enjoying a podcast. See, I love that too. Now, I also have a personal assistant. She just went on maternity leave though, so I don't have that. So she actually typically does the dishes just so we know. So I I've, I've did delegate that. Though yeah. I should actually, chip kids would actually be cheaper, so I probably should make the kids do it, right. but I don't like the fighting. <laughs> yeah, no. That, yeah, see, in our house, the kids... 
they aren't necessarily trustworthy to we and we have a dishwasher so that helps but uh and i do mean like an actual machine so their task (laughs) is to their task is to load it and unload it and then there's other things that only like me and mom can take care of so anyways (laughs) that's awesome yeah i i'm really encouraged to hear though that even you and on and the people that you work with like flow is just not always a thing that's like okay this is going to get me through um the stuff that i don't want to do in other words it's sitting there and batch processing um Although it can be. I guess we should talk about that relationship. Exactly. Yeah, let's talk about that. (laughs) Sitting there and doing, like, say, analytics isn't necessarily my strong suit. I don't love it, but I have to do it. And... On, on a week, on a daily slash weekly basis. And so one of the things that I've found for me is to use something like brain.fm. That's one of the things that I love mm-hmm. using. It's, it, 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 it's that music that basically tricks your brain into saying, Oh, distractions. They don't even exist anymore because the music <laughs> is like getting rid of the fight or flight in my brain. Um, that's one option. Um, but how do you deal with that? There's stuff you don't want to do. It's stuff you have to do and you want to access flow state for that. Well, there's a couple of things, especially because I don't do that many things that I that I hate. Yeah, let me anymore. actually. So let's, let's <laughs> before we go into that. So you just you just gave me a really good piece of context for that. Again, ideally, one of the things that you do is eliminate doing the things that you don't want to do. And if you're fortunate enough, you have done that by allocating resources for others to do that, delegating them like we've kind of referred to a little bit here. Uh, what are some of the other options there to get stuff off your plate? Yeah, well, and in that um, the video series I'll send to you also, it also has a time audit. And one of the first things I do with everybody is a time audit. And I do, I constantly do time audits. I have a little um, thing by my desk to be able to do it too. Uh, Because I I am all too well aware of the things that I don't like doing. And it is like pulling teeth now when I do stuff that I don't like to do at all. And I'm like, how can I get rid of this? Who Who can I delegate this to, right? And so it does help, of course, if you have a team or if you have the resources or even just a VA. When you were talking about the analytics stuff, I'm a geek, but I hate doing analytics also and I do not do it. I have a KPI sheet that somebody else updates and I look at it on Monday. So so nice. to me it just depends on what those lists are. So I would first do a time audit so you can actually start to identify what is in your strengths and what you absolutely hate doing and what you actually enjoy. Um because I yes, it's not like I do everything that's perfect all the time and I'm super happy sunshine and there's no, nothing that I I don't necessarily want to do. Um but it to me also is the attitude that I go into it on. Right. So if it is something where it's KPIs and I just have to grab it, usually I either have a plan to delegate it later so I know that it's coming. <laughs> right. So I try and make a process or make it more efficient or do something that that makes more progress. So I feel like I'm getting somewhere um, so it doesn't feel as crappy also because progress is a mantra of mine. Right. As long as I can keep sort of getting a little bit better, it makes those uh, annoying tasks a little bit easier. But doing that time audit will just help you actually visually see, and I'm very visual, see the things that you're actually doing and not doing. And when I have my clients do this, what's so eye-opening for them is they realize how much crap they're doing, right? Uh, And what they shouldn't be doing themselves, which of course highlights the annoyance that they're doing it if they don't have someone to give it to. But when we create a plan of of being able to have somebody that that is like a right hand in their business that they can give it to, um, that excitement 
and creating the process for them potentially in the future, especially if they have to hire someone, is is fun. So it can sort of turn that boring, crappy task on its head a little bit so you can actually be excited that you won't have to do it one day. <laughs> yeah, you're, <laughs> absolutely, you're absolutely right because one of the things that I found, uh, even in the past few weeks, this is completely unrelated to the fact that we were going to have this conversation about this topic, but I have been able to operate in more of, it, this is what Michael Hyatt refers to as the desire zone where you're doing the work that only you can do in your business. And though you still have to do some of the stuff that's outside of that, by doing more of the stuff in the desire zone, you feel more fulfilled. And so when that other stuff comes up, it's why, like, again, I don't always have to do the dishes, but when I do and I don't feel like it, I can jump into it and I can use a hack for it. But often I just don't even care if I don't feel like it because it's it's like whatever, dude, like I've already spent the majority of this day doing stuff I love doing. So who cares? Exactly. And that's the whole point of having a wonderful life, right? right. We, we start really diving into that. It's funny. And, and I've interviewed almost well over 400 and something uh, millionaires now. And their biggest thing is leveling up on their strengths also. And it's so eye opening, though to actually chat with clients and stuff. And most people don't even know what those things are. So when Michael Hyatt talks about the desire zone, I challenge everybody that's listening to, do you know yours? And you probably have more than one, two or three, but what are they? And if you can't name them right now, that's kind of something important for you to start to pay attention to because it will give you that fulfillment. Like you're saying, if you do four hours a day and you're super, super jazzed and amazed and two of those hours, you have to do crappy batch tasks, you can definitely mitigate your energy around those and try and make it fun. Like you were saying, I like to, I have a pool, so I like to do all those things out there, especially where I can like sun and do something at the same time. So I feel even better. Um, but, but doing those little hacks will make those little things better. But overall, when you look at your full day, you're fulfilled. You have an amazing day overall, not I have to go to work. I have to punch a clock and I have to do all the crap that I hate doing in life. That's a recipe for a disaster. And I've done that before. So I, I know, I know. Yeah, 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 totally. And I mean, I, this is where you, you grab your laptop, you, you do that email you don't want to have to do out on the back deck where you're sitting in the sun and you can yeah. have a nice cool breeze, grab a drink, t- what time of day it is, depends on what <laughs> kind of drink it is, you know, enjoy yourself. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you enjoy Beyond the To-Do List, I invite you to check out Best Laid Plans. I'm Sarah Hart Unger, the host of Best Laid Plans, a podcast devoted to all things planning and planning adjacent. I talk about everything from paper planner reviews to deep dives into all things productivity from keeping track of goals and tasks 
to fitting in your true priorities and reducing the stress around planning and organizing across different areas of life. I am a practicing physician and mother of three, so I have a lot going on in my own life and am intimately familiar with the time constraints that impact us all. And I love sharing my own productivity strategies and learning from others who have their own ideas to share. I invite you to check out Best Laid Plans, available on all podcast platforms, or visit my website, theshoebox.com, T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X.com, to learn more. You do time tracking. I know you use Toggle, which is one that I've even suggested to my wife because she she was like, I can't figure out how to get like type, keep track of all. She's she's all over the place with her hours for one of her two part time jobs that she loves mm. doing. And I was just she's like one of them. She's got to measure the hours. The other it takes care of itself. And I'm like, hey, download Toggle onto your phone. Mm. And she did. And it's made a huge difference. Now, that's not that's more her just saying, OK, I worked. It's not like, what did she do and how did she do it and all that kind of stuff. You're doing it way more categorical and analytical. What's your process? (laughs) What's your process look like with this? Well, so it's funny. So I don't actually use Toggle anymore personally because somebody sent me. Well, no, I I make all I make all my clients do it. (laughs) Uh, But somebody sent me one, and I can't remember the name. I'm holding it in my hand right now. It's like this uh, a timeular. Oh yeah. Okay. So they've been a they. They're not going to be a sponsor for this specific episode. (laughs) But they've been so bonus spot. But um, (laughs) but they are one currently, and uh, I think they will just have ended their um uh their run, but. So the, again, bonus spot. So you Timeiller's great. I have I mean I've got it right here in front of me too. So let's do this. I'm what, visual. Yeah. Exactly. So that was the thing. So Toggle kept getting like just ignored, completely ignored. Now again, I only make my clients do it for 3 to 5 days on a typical week. I like to do it just so I know that my priorities. I don't do it every single day, but it is a very a hardcore reminder for me on what I really need to be working on, right? Mm-hmm. What those priorities actually are um, and how much time I'm actually doing it. Because I also feel like our our brains actually, it's been said something like it's 50% where our memory sucks. Like we're not, we don't actually remember the way things are happening. It's like shaded gray on what we actually remember is true versus not. And so in my head, it's like, oh, I did email for so many hours, right? Oh, it was like 20 minutes, but it felt like forever, right? Yeah, Mem- uh, memory sort of perception whole, is Einstein so off. Time, it is yeah, Einstein time. Yeah, time is a relative thing, yes. right? Yeah, and so so actually being able to point it out and be like, you're just being a dork, Jamie. Get over <laughs> yourself. Like, it didn't take that long, uh, right? So there's there's a lot of those pieces. To, to me, the overarching thing with this is really knowing yourself and knowing how you work and putting that into a plan in place. There's no one-stop shop for how everybody should do it because like Miracle Morning is great for some people. It's not for other people. Like trying to figure out what actually you love and how you work is so much more important than just trying a bazillion different hacks, right? All the time. It's like, okay, well, I like this and I don't like this. Paying attention to that is huge. Even my kiddos, they're going to um, entrepreneur kids school. And what's so great is they have no grades and no homework, which is interesting, uh, but they have to set daily goals. And so they're learning at age 10 and 12 how to actually make themselves focused and how to actually get the things done that they need to get done uh, on their own and prioritize, which is insane because I don't feel like I learned that until I was 30. <laughs> right? oh, gosh, no, not till out of college. 
Right. I felt the same thing. Like we just were told what to do and when to do it and stuff like that from before. But now they they have a a whole session of checks and they can decide which ones they want to do first, when they want to do them. It's it's insane. It's actually going to help them so much. I wish I had this when I was a kid because they're tuning into what they actually how they work. Right. And so if you know, because I'm assuming everybody's been working for quite a few years that's listening to this right now, uh, you probably know pieces about yourself already. But what we want to do is take those pieces, test them and fine tune that and then optimize for that. So, for example, um, I only do certain batching during certain times because I used to try and do those. Everybody was like, batch all your calls in one day. So I try and do like eight calls in one day and then I die in a corner at the end of the day. And I dread, I love the calls that I'm doing, but I would dread the day because it was so batched. Right. right? And it definitely left me open for other days, but I don't want to be like, I hate Tuesdays because I'm stuck on a, I used to work at a call center tech support. I felt like I was stuck on the phone all the time. Right. I was like bringing me back to memories of that. And again, just my perception, I still loved the work, but the way that I had it tuned in was not good for me. I can only do three calls ish, maybe four at the most, um, during one day. And that makes me so much happier about the entire day, even though it's still work that I love. So to me, figuring out those fine tuning of what's good for you and it's individual starts with knowing what you're doing and what you like and what you don't like, but then fine tuning it later. Yeah. Again, I love having conversations with you and, and mm-hmm. other people. It's in it's energizing for me. I am an introvert, but this is something where it's like, you know, I, I, it, it spends energy for me to do this, but I enjoy doing it so much. The problem would be is if I tried to do maybe more than, say, two in one day, that's the end of the world. Sorry, can't do it. I'm, I'm, I'm done for the day. Can't do another thing. I used to do six or seven. I know. Back to back millionaire interviews. I know. And you even inspired what John Lee Dumas to do like eight or nine <laughs> or ten in a day. And I don't know if he's, I don't know if he still crazy. does that, but still, uh, but right? Again, he, he's military. He yeah, he exactly. doesn't pay attention to his feelings. He just does. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, but that and that's the thing that so because I was told so much about batching and it makes so much logical sense. I would do six or seven and I would even, I would, I would keep my energy up the entire day. And I would ask, I would tell the the millionaires to be like, guess what number you are? Because this is going to go really, really well. You're going to think that it's my first interview of the day, right? Like that's how I made people guess on when they came out. Cause everyone was like, well, you, the seventh one must have sucked. I'm like, no, 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 energy was great. I love doing that. Again, crawling in a corner after that, not being able to use my brain, not really the best, <laughs> not oh, really gosh. the best mom mode yeah. to go and hang out with your kiddos, right? And so, really paying attention to the energetic level um, and how you're feeling on that is huge. Uh, so, relating that to time tracking, like the way that we, I don't know, find out how much time we're spending on things, and maybe even what time of day we're spending on things, and you know, if it's like you look back at it and you're like. Wait, why did I? Why did it take me? Is is a great way to to maybe get an initial observation. Why did it take me two hours to do this email when if I had done it earlier in the morning, half an hour? Yep, you're like, darn it, and those I just are wasted time. And those yes. are the, and and only those insights are going to come to you if you're actually looking at the data and getting past this foggy. Uh, memory perception of time thing by having actual factual data, which is great where Timeular comes in. And again, I, the re- one of the reasons why I really loved when they, they sent it to me and when they were a sponsor was this, this physical thing there that was right there next to my mouse so that every time I was like, now I, now don't get me wrong. I wasn't trying to switch tasks constantly because that's mm-hmm. also pretty ineffective. But the fact that by the flip of the, 
it, it was almost like a D and D dice, right? Piece, it, I right? used to play D and D. It yeah. totally looks like D and D. You pick it up and you flip it, and it's just whatever the thing is. And so you it, one, it, it kind of forces you to say, "What are the things I'm going to be allowing this to show that I'm doing for today?" You know, that first step of thought. But two, it eliminates what I found was one of the biggest headaches of time tracking, which is going back into the time tracking system and going to where it is I need to start or stop something and then drilling down in and saying what it is specifically and how that fits. And it's just like this eliminated all that by just flipping a thing. See, I thought it was, it, I, I love them now, but I thought it was cheesy at first because I was like, it's just a little thing that sits oh, yeah. on your desk. I don't know why you, that's a thing. You don't realize <laughs> it, it, it can be cheesy, but you, it, again, it's it's cheesy in a way that's because it's so simple. You're just like, wait, why? And then you're like, oh, I get why now. Well, it's, it's having that first step of awareness. And, and what I love, especially with my clients is they don't even need me. To, to categorize, we categorize them all by, by if we did delegate it, how much it would cost and blah, blah, blah. What are your strengths and all that fun stuff so that they can start to understand what that is. But literally when we hop on a call, they're like, yeah, so I already, I already know what I need to do. Because <laughs> like, okay, they look great. at their time tracking. That's great. Yeah, they're like, oh, dun, dun, dun. I already know what you're going to say. Don't say anything. <laughs> right? Right. Because a lot of times we'll look at their, their, we do about a week or so and we'll be like, oh, it was one hour of sales activity. Hmm, I wonder why you're not making more money in your business. <laughs> Who knew? Wait, 12 hours of admin stuff. Okay, nope. Yeah, it's it's super eye-opening. That's like you said, analytics aren't necessarily fun. And this is, I tell my clients, they hate me because time tracking for five days. And I say everything, personal and professional, nitty gritty to like the five minute mark. They're like, I hate you, Jamie. Uh, but again, super eye-opening and you never have to, not never have to do it again, but you rarely have to do uh, it like that. You'll change stuff before you have to do it again because <laughs> you'll sit there and be like, oh, I'm doing email again. Oh no, I'm doing this small task. Why am I doing this? And then that first step of awareness is like, how can I either make it better? Like you were saying with a hack or how can I get rid of it and give it to someone else? Are you having them analyze the time or are they they're, they're obviously seeing insights because they're bringing them to you. But what kind of the question what are the kind of questions that you're then asking them to either train themselves to look at their own time better or that you're trying to ask those right questions mm -hmm. to, to get them to come to those realizations? Oh, no, I don't ask questions. I just tell them what to do. No. <laughs> I mean, I do. I'm literally like, so you're doing this, huh? And they're like. Yeah. Anyone else that can do that for you? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's 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 literally going through the information. I highlight different pieces that I think um, either they need to delegate it or we need to change the way that they do it. A lot of the people I work with also and even most of the millionaires I interview have ADD or dyslexia or they just have something also. Right. And so trying to be more cognizant of, of how you work that way is huge. So when I take it and I go, hey, you did 12 hours of admin tasks and we have it all broken down, that becomes the delegation checklist for their VA or for their right hand or whoever it is. And we go, okay, how do we optimize that and give that to somebody else? So we cut the fat as much as we possibly can up front first. And then we start to really go and highlight, okay, well, if your business goals look like this, right, and you're the only sales guy and you're only doing one hour a week of sales, we then have to create a master schedule. Uh, and that's what, what I was talking about with the, my batching days and stuff like that. I have a master schedule of the way I want things to go. So my right hand can put in 
what goes where. I don't touch my schedule anymore because I would mess it up. Uh, so, so she puts it all in there, but she's not allowed to book different things at different times. So that way for whoever needs to do more sales, if they block out three or four hours in their calendar, but not just block out three or four hours in, in the calendar, because especially if you're a solopreneur, that makes it tough because usually you don't listen to it and you don't trust the system and right. you're like, oh, it was right. in there, but I didn't actually do anything with it. So having somebody else keep you responsible for it whether that be an accountability buddy where you're like, okay, Fridays at this time is my crazy sales day and we we go all in uh, or having somebody in your business or somebody that you can work with that can really be like, okay, you said you were going to do this. I booked all your calls then, whatever those pieces are. That way there is some sense of responsibility because when it's just you, <laughs> we are so easy at letting ourselves down comparatively to letting somebody else down. If we have a doctor's appointment, we know we have to show up for the doctor's appointment. If we have an appointment in our calendar that's just for us, man, we get really good at avoiding that or going, I don't feel like it or whatever those things are. So try and build in some of that. So that way you don't self-sabotage. Yeah. And and obviously there are people out there where this is an, this is not an issue for them because they have that kind of psychological or whatever makeup where they've got, I don't want to say that it's willpower or it's discipline, but it's kind of a combination of all of that plus their personality where, no, they make an appointment with themselves and they just keep it because that's who they are. But that's not who everyone is. And so this is one of the best hacks I've ever heard. In fact, it really helps me to do this uh, with, you know, I've, I've got a really small mastermind group and it's like, hey, we meet once a week. And it's like, we know what we said we were going to do for the next week. So that's exactly what we have in my mastermind too. Because yeah. literally I have a client that, that has high follow through on the Colby and she just does it. And I'm like, I wish I could have your brain. That would be so much easier than me trying to wrangle myself and figure it out, right? It's kind of silly. But because I have a highly uh, creative brain, uh, I have to put these systems in place to mitigate myself. And that's the whole knowing yourself piece because you can you can set up whatever parameters. We actually work better within boundaries. You can set up whatever you want that they are. But if you don't know what good ones are, then it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and that, again, this flows into what we were talking about earlier with flow state where it's not necessarily um, an across the board thing that's the same for everybody. You've got to hone in and or identify what your strengths are. Again, you've got somebody who's, um, you know, high achiever or however, what did you, how do you put that? High follow through. High follow through. That's what I, I, I was like. Why is, why am I thinking high achiever? It's because mm -hmm. I'm thinking of that other test, but anyways, um, high follow through, like that's not me. Not most of the time. I do need, I need the help. So, but I know what my other strengths are and that's, that's where then I can lean in on those. Well, to me, and that's the biggest thing, especially for somebody who's in a small business and they, they might not even have anybody working with them, but knowing how much more revenue you could be making or how much more optimization you could have by getting rid of the stuff that that sucks. Even small, small tasks. I remember my business coach, this was many years ago. Uh, I would get like a VA in the Philippines, but like I had to micromanage and it was kind of, I was like, ah, I feel like it takes more time to delegate to them than it does for me to just do it myself. Right. Everybody sort of goes through that. And she slapped me around and she's like, you need to hire somebody that's a badass that you can trust that you, that will actually take it off your plate because we have this sort of letting go. It's a mind share thing, right? Even if we have somebody, but we're not sure that they're going to do a good job, we feel responsible for it and it's still weighing us down. Right. And so the more that you can actually really let go, 
which is very difficult for the entrepreneurs I work with, right? We're a bit control freaks. Uh, the more you can actually let it go, the bigger your business can grow. And and I know they've heard it and I know it's cliche and all that fun stuff. But when you're looking at what you can actually optimize when you're happier, <laughs> when you're doing the things that you are amazing at and effective at, that will grow your business. So you're holding yourself back by not having somebody that can do this stuff. Like my right hand, her name is Leilani. She lives 10 minutes away from me. She's a rock star. So detail oriented, it's insane. Now, mind you, I used to be a project manager and an engineer back in the day. So I <laughs> can do it. I hate it. So when we were talking about like, oh, the job I used to hate, I was a project manager. That's all I did was organize everybody's stuff, right? I am not inherently organized. Leilani, on the other hand, so organized, it's insane, right? Her house is spotless and she has two small children, which very, very impressive, right? Wow. Uh, but when we're looking at our strengths, when we can actually couple that up, even if you don't have the, the cash to be able to um, pay for somebody, you can partner, you can trade services. There's all sorts of things that you could do uh, to make it easier because the more that you can really be in that desire zone, the zone of genius, there's it's called so many different yes. things, the, the happier you're going to be and the more effective and efficient at life and your business you're going to be too. I feel like we should just stop now because that's a great place to stop. <laughs> Rant I, I, over. I know, right? right? Rant like, over. Okay, J- Jamie told me what to do, so we're good. <laughs> well, let me just say one other quick thing. Yeah, too, no, I, I don't, that- don't want to stop there, by the way. I, I'm saying we could, but I do want to, I think we need to follow up just real briefly. So uh, I what dropped you, a what mic you gonna say? and now you, I have to pick it back up again. Pick oh, that no. mic back up and tell me what you were going to say. Well, so we do these things called implementation retreats uh, with my clients. And so it's two and a half days. It's here in Austin and we have them fly out, but we have them pick one goal, right? So one thing that they want to get done. So they're tr- we're trying to make it so that they get three weeks or four weeks worth of work done in three days, right? So we have the teams, we have graphic designers, we have all the people that are rare and ready to go. So the um, it's called the speed of implementation is what uh, I coined it for from the millionaires. The faster we can implement with with less gaps in between, right? When your graphic designer is actually working on something and you can just say, yes, I like this. Wait, change that, right? It changes the week that you have to wait for them to be able to do it, right? So that's what we're trying to optimize when we do these implementation retreats. What's so interesting though is after the retreats, we go, what was your favorite part? Like what was what really was the best of the best of the best? And the answer that we got was not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so I thought I'd highlight it for everybody that's listening. So um, the first night when everybody comes in, we do some like fun game kind of stuff. We use, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Miracle Berries, but Miracle Berries like change sour to sweet on your tongue. So we do like yes. a fun little exercise with that. A lot of people haven't heard of it. So everybody's like freaked out. We have limes, lemons and all sorts of things. But what we also do is I do a whole thing on nootropics. And I go through the different subsets of nootropics. And you know what nootropics are? So if I, I think it's what um, I do, and I'm, I'm stumbling on the words, but basically it, it makes your brain and your memory. It's, it's ironic that I was stumbling on the words. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it makes your brain more effective. You're more alert, but not like in a bro kind of, yeah, I'm pounding monster drinks kind of a way, you know? Yes, they're called smart drugs also, right? They're trying to optimize your brain. And for somebody like me with ADD and doesn't want to take Adderall, I am trying to optimize as much as humanly possible. What's hilarious, though, is on those retreats, I have all these bottles with pills. And actually, there's um, on that video sequence that I'll show you, there's a nootropics video where I'm going through actually one of the retreats showing people like all the different types and 
what you should start testing with because it's testing. It depends on your body chemistry and stuff like that too. But what to me is so amazing is we have them test two or three uh, days worth of nootropics in the morning and hands down, everybody said Jamie's pills were the best thing of the retreat. I was like, (laughs) really? I'm a pill pusher. Wow. And that was, we brought in, we brought in amazing experts that you've heard of online, right? That wasn't even, we had Amy Porterfield. Anyway, we had all these amazing people and yet it was Jamie's pills. So I just want to say this to anybody who has not tried out nootropics or, or sort of even known about that side, starting to understand your brain and, and how to optimize its function will also create better focus, happier mood, all that fun stuff too. So I would highly Highly recommend going learning, learning about that stuff. Yeah. Well, so I, this is where I can jump in with one of my experiences, which I've actually tried. Oh, gosh, what is it called? It's um, it's from on it. Alpha brain. And it's the alpha brain. Yes. Yep. And I was skeptical. I, and, and, and I'll be honest, like I saw uh, again, I'll go back to Michael Hyatt. I saw in one of his stories, he had the bottle in his hand and I was like, huh. Mm-hmm. And I took a screenshot and I was like, I didn't think anything of it. I was going through my phone photos, you know, two months later or something and saw it. And I was like, huh, I should probably look that up. Well, then in the meantime, they reached out to me and they were like, hey, do you want to be an affiliate? Check our stuff out <laughs> and see what you think. And they sent me a, a, a trial and I was like, all right, fine. What could this really possibly do? But then I realized two days later after I'd taken it for two days that like those last two days, I didn't feel like I needed a nap. I didn't feel like I was like jittery. My brain felt like I was able to like hold attention on things longer and easier. And, you know, again, they're not a sponsor or anything, but like that's just my experience. So, so. so pill, pill pushing works. No. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and what's funny is, and this is the thing that I find so interesting also, because when you go on like their Alpha Brain um, Amazon page, mm-hmm. it's hit or miss, right? It's got like three stars. And the reason why, though, to me, is is that each person's chemistry is a little bit different. So yeah. what we found when we would do these is some people absolutely loved Alpha Brain, absolutely thought it was the best thing ever, worked perfectly well. Other people were like, it did nothing for me. Right. And Siltep, which is more of an artichoke based um, net, the company Natural Stacks is based here in Austin. Also, apparently we only have nootropics uh, on it is here in Austin. We have nootro- <laughs> lots and lots of nootropics companies here. But Siltep would work way better for other types of people. It really depends. And so what's annoying is that you have to buy like a 70 or $80 bottle of Alpha Brain and be like, nope, that didn't work. And then you have to potentially try another bottle, right? So that's why we try and do the testing in the way that we do it. But I highly recommend test day one. And if it doesn't work for you, give it to one of your friends, have one of your friends buy another bottle of something else and start testing it that way. Because when you do find one that really works for you, it really does become a game changer. Well, so here's where I can say that on it actually, and I signed up, I did sign up as an affiliate. I did not plan on saying any of this, by the way, (laughs) just disclaimer, but what they sent me and then I tried it was a bottle of 14 pills. And so that's two a day and it's seven days and that's enough to test it right there. And they actually give that away as a free trial. All you do is pay the five bucks for the shipping. And so I'll put, I'm going to put my link in the show notes for this episode so people can go try it out because I'm telling you, I bought more instantly after about two days. I noticed the difference for me, for somebody else after they've tried it doesn't work. You've spent five bucks. That was a coffee. Who cares? See, that's so, per- that, I'm so glad their marketing team decided yes. to do that because it really it is a pain in the butt if it doesn't work for you. But that's perfect. Yeah. So everyone go try go. that. Yep. Click and on it, his affiliate link. Yeah. Okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and, and I think I get like 
a, a couple bucks if you actually buy something. So, you know, that again, not, you know, support the show, whatever else. Anyways, <laughs> so well, and they have a lot of other really cool stuff, they, too. And I guess that's yes. the point of, of really paying attention, especially for moods, because a lot of business owners actually go through anxiety and depression, all sorts of stuff, too. There's just a lot of natural ways that we can start to to do this instead of going down the route of like, oh, we have to take some sort of Adderall or something like that. Well, so, it, yeah, if you're crazy and, like me. And by the way, don't get me wrong. Still love my coffee. I've had one cup today, but only like half at one point and kind of half at another. And that's not why I feel like this. And, uh, you know, and only in the testing did I realize that because I because seriously, and that's why I know this is working is um, I used to be like a two to three cup person per day. I am not now. I actually probably could get by with zero if I really tried and weaned off it. And I might, but again, so for that's now, what's so I interesting. Like I just start. So I love, love coffee. Like absolutely love coffee. I haven't had coffee and I don't, know how long, at least a month or two. I've been using essential aminos. I'm, I'm doing yeah. a whole bunch of different things yeah. and testing things out. And I was like, huh, I feel no draw, which is so weird because mm. I literally love coffee. So, <laughs> so, I may, yeah. so I may have I just talked people, I may have just talked people out of it because they're like, <laughs> I love my coffee too much to give it up, even if something else will work better, but whatever. I know you can still anyway. have coffee. You can totally yes. have coffee. Oh, you still, yeah, you still <laughs> you can. I, mean, I just you, don't feel like it. It's really weird. Sure. I, so did you feel like you picked the mic back up and said everything you wanted to say now? <laughs> I could go on for days. Watch uh, out there. <laughs> you, could and you, you could and you do, but I think we're better suited to direct people to the landing page that you've got set up for everybody who wants to check out all of the stuff that you're talking about. They can dive deeper in on what we've talked about here, that go into all the other different branches of things that you do, which is amazing stuff. And so, I mean, we've got that. What is it? It's eventualmillionaire.com slash beyond i believe yes, sir Something that was like very that. smooth also by there the way go. that segue was beautiful thank you it's eventual it's eventualmillionaire.com slash beyond perfect so and and if you didn't remember that or you want to look at like the again the on it uh the alpha brain link and all that other kind of stuff i'll link up to that in the show notes uh for this episode which you'll hear in the outro jamie you got to come back sooner than i don't know how long it was since the last time probably a couple of years but that's not that's not okay and so <laughs> deal. Open, Yay. Open that was door. my goal with this interview for we're, you to ask we're me gonna, back again sooner. Perfect. Yeah. What we're going to do, what we're going to do is we're going to find a single topic and we're going to say, Jamie, you're going to come back on and we're going to talk about that topic. So you're going to go, here's the mic. There's the pedestal. Uh Oh, watch out. <laughs> I'm going to ask you two questions and it's your, it's your show. No. So, uh, but uh, seriously, come back soon. We will have you back soon. I'm going to, I'm going to find a topic that I think we can jump back in on and uh, it's going to be fun. So thanks for being here and come back soon. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, that's another episode checked off your podcast listening to-do list. Thanks again to Jamie Masters for talking to me on this episode. It was really fun for us to catch up. We haven't seen each other in a while face-to-face, but this was great. For everything she talked about that she's giving you, that she referenced when it comes to the free videos and different things on the topics we talked about in this conversation, you can go to eventualmillionaire.com slash beyond. That's where you'll find all of that. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know. Head on over to twitter.com slash Eric with a K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R. And if you want to share the episode, feel free to do so. I'd love for you to pick somebody that you know needs to hear this conversation and share it with them. So many of you do that, and I am incredibly grateful for you for doing that. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next episode.